Thank you, Elder Baker, for uh, running services on Sunday. Thank you. Great job. Come on, give another hand for that. Give him a big hand. Always, always gives a fresh, fresh word. Uh, it's always enjoyable to listen to him teach uh, the word of God in his, in his unique way. Um, sometimes it's funny because, you know, it gives, gives me an idea as to how his brain works. No, it's, it's serious. You, because it's, it's, when you get to hear other people preach the word, they bring it from a different perspective. And it's just, wow, I never thought of it that way. It's right. <laughs> and so I always, I always enjoy hearing you preach. So uh, proud of you and thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Amen. All right. Deuteronomy 28. We're going to go to use that as our launching pad scripture tonight. Media, did y'all get that, what I sent you back there? All right. And we're going we're gonna to pray this uh, before we get into the word of God tonight. Y'all ready? It's going on the screen in front of you. We're going to pray this together over the word. You ready? Let's go. I will come to visions and revelations of who you are. Pour out your spirit upon me and make known your words unto me. Make me to understand the way of your precepts. So shall I talk of your wondrous works. Open up my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your word. The eyes of my understanding being enlightened, that I may know what is the hope of your calling. Show me, Father God, great and mighty things that I know not of. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, let's read Deuteronomy 28, verse 1 and 2. Verse 1 and 2, you have that? Okay, let's read together. Ready, read. Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Praise the Lord. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Praise God. Tonight I want to talk about hearing the voice of prosperity. 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 There's a voice of prosperity. I want to talk about hearing the voice of prosperity. I think we're going to preach about prosperity for a little while. <laughs> so I just want to give you a heads up. Just you know ahead of time that we're going to be staying in that lane for a little while because we've got to get quickly to where God wants us to be. We're sort of behind. And uh, we need to get there, uh, not just for our sakes, but because it's God's time. Glory to God. So many times we, we hear in the body of Christ, you know, it's my time. It's our time. And that's, it is true that it can be our time, but right now we're in God's time. Glory to God. God has a day and God has a time. And we're in his time now. And so we got to catch up. Uh, we need to accelerate our lives so that we can catch up with him. We need to move at God's speed. You ever heard somebody say to you, uh, God's speed? They're leaving and they say, God's speed. It means God bless you. God be with you. But I want to say God's speed in terms of God wants us to move at his speed. Remember last year he told us, I think it was camp meeting last year, take the brakes off. 
take the brakes off. Uh, so that means he wants us to start moving at his speed. Now, that was last year. Now, that was a whole year ago. Where you at? I'm sorry, where are you? Where are you? Because if we're taking the brakes off, then we're saying, God, we're moving at your speed. We're going to move at your pace. We're not going to move at what we think we can handle. We're going to move at your pace. So we're talking tonight about hearing the voice of prosperity. This past uh, Wednesday night there in camp meeting, I preached a message entitled uh, The Prophetic Voice of Prosperity. I hope you all caught that. Uh, if you did, uh, you're going to be happy Sunday because you're going to already know it. Because if you, and if you didn't hear it, you're going to catch up on Sunday because I'm going to preach it Sunday. <laughs> Me, you going to preach something you already preached? Yes. 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 Because we, people got so uh, Holy Ghost crazy, I didn't get a chance to preach all I had to preach. <laughs> so we're going to take it from the jump. But I want to prepare you tonight with hearing the voice of prosperity. Because there is and there are prophetic voices of prosperity, but every voice needs hearers and doers. Amen? Amen? So let's, let's track a little bit back um, to something I, I did share uh, last Wednesday. In Acts 3, Acts 3 and verse um, 19, please. Acts 3 and verse 19. Some of y'all know this scripture, this area here. All right, good. Y'all didn't say anything. That means y'all weren't listening last week, so we're going to preach it this week. Acts 3.19 says, Repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from what? That's what happens when we get visitation. This is your visitation, okay? So when you get a visitation from God and like we had all last week, like we've had many times throughout this year and we'll continue to have till Jesus comes. Times of refreshing comes. Notice what it says here. It says, And that he may send Jesus Christ, who was preached to you before, whom, the, whom heaven must receive until. So Christ Jesus is in heaven until. The times of restoration, King James says restitution, restitution or restoration of all things. So God has to restore all things back to, uh, to the precursed state. Adam's life before sin came to the perfection of Eden. Got it? Okay, which, now watch this important part here. Well, it's all important, but I want you to notice this for our sake tonight. Which God has spoken by the mouth. Which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets. How long? So since the world began, God's been speaking the restoration of all things. So this is not a new message. This is not some last day, uh, uh, it's a last time message, but it's not something that came in the last days. It's been preached, been prophesied since the world began. Are y'all with me? 
Verse 22, for Moses truly said to the fathers, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from, uh, from your brethren. Him you shall what? Here. Him you shall what? Here. here. So notice here, we've been talking about the, the prophetic voices, but Moses says when God raised up this prophet like me, him you shall hear. So it doesn't matter if you have prophetic voices if you don't have hearers. Hallelujah. God has prophetic voices. I'm one of them. But it's, it's meaningless if there aren't people who will hear it. In fact, if there aren't hearers, there will be no voice. If God can't find hearers, he won't speak anything. I want you to understand how privileged we are to be in this ministry, the kind of things we've heard. Not just uh, through me or through Pastor Kim or the others in this church, but God has sent people from outside, especially uh, our, our spiritual covering, Apostle Derber, Mama Alberta, to come and speak great and mighty things. Uh, it's because he has found hearers. So uh, he says here, him you shall hear in all things whatever he says to you. Glory to God. That's important. And it shall be that every soul who will not, what? Hear that prophet shall be utterly destroyed from among the people. So you have a choice to hear or not to hear. To hear and live and be blessed or to not hear and be destroyed. But if he can find some hearers, he's going to send a voice, send a word. And what happened, this is, this, is, this is what you got to be cautious of. You can have people sitting in the same congregation, the same church, here, uh, uh, listening or, or in, around the same voice, and some can be destroyed right in the midst of the congregation. Why? Because they're not hearing. I was there. No, you're not hearing. I heard him. No, you, you, know, you didn't hearken. All right? Okay. Verse 24, yes, and all the prophets from Samuel and those who follow, as many as have spoken, have also foretold these days. What are these days now? Huh? Was anybody there last Wednesday? What, what are these days you're talking about here? The times of restoration of all things. The times of restoration of all things. They foretold these days. Days. Were y'all there last Wednesday? Anybody there last Wednesday? Did y'all forget already? I mean, I figured I'd have at least some kind of amens already because you already heard this part. All right. Okay, we'll start from scratch then, Lord. So they foretold these days. So all along... These days have been spoken of, and all along, what God was looking for were hearers. He found a hearer in Abraham. He found a hearer in Isaac and Jacob. He found a hearer in David. He found a hearer in Solomon. He found hearers. And today, I hope that he's found hearers in us. I know I can vouch for me in my house. He's found hearers who will hear the prophetic voices that he's put in front of us. We have no intention on being destroyed. Glory to God. All right, now, um, 
I want to go back to, please, Acts 2. Because, I shared this last week, I've got to make sure you understand this tonight, that the prophetic voices were forecasting these days. And so when we get to these days, it'll be prophetic voices that continue in these days in a greater measure, in a greater degree. You got it? You notice the, you know the Bible says, don't despise prophesying. Many times people don't like to hear prophetic voices. They don't like to hear all that. But if you don't hear that, you, you're going to be destroyed. Well, I don't need prophets. I got all that I need in the word. No, well, you need to hear those who know uh, the times and the seasons and what Israel, what Zion, what the church ought to do. <laughs> Glory to God. So back in uh, Acts 2, it says here in verse uh, 17, verse 17, or verse, verse 16. It says, but this is what was spoken by the prophet who? Joel. Okay, Joel, depending on what side of the street you're from. He says, and it shall come to pass in the last days, these days, right? Says God, that I will pour out my spirit, come on, on all flesh. And notice what happens when, he, when you pour out his spirit. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. So what was happening to get us to these days, he says it's going to intensify when these days arrive. Okay? He says, uh, your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. This is what prophets, what happens with prophets. They, they, they see visions and dreams. Verse 18. And on my servants and on my handmaidens, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. So notice here that prophecy is obviously uh, important to God's MO. It's, it's God's way of getting his voice heard. A true prophet is an oracle of God. A true prophet is not conjuring up some word. A true prophet isn't just uh, forecasting what he feels. A true prophet is spending time with God and hearing the voice of God and giving you a thus said the Lord. Got it? Okay, now, uh, remember in verse 16 it says, this is that, or this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. So we know, if, you, if you've been in a church a while, you go back to Joel chapter 2. So let's do that. Go to Joel chapter 2, please. Old Testament. All right? Joel chapter 2. Glory to God. Joel 2. And uh, verse... 28. See what he was referring to here. Y'all stick with me. Yes, says, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour my spirit on all flesh. Now remember Peter said, this is that. Right. He's going back to Joel 2, 28. He says, your sons and your daughters shall do what? Your old men shall do what? Your young men shall see visions, uh, and also on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. Glory to God. Now, as a, as a uh, Pentecostal boy, growing up in the grand old church of God in Christ, I heard this scripture quite a bit. Every time somebody got filled with the Holy Ghost, every time we had a Holy Ghost blowout time, as we would call it, every time people were speaking in tongues, they would say, this is that. 
which was spoken. And, and, and when, when people would move out of the spirit, they, they quote this scripture. We, we studied and we knew Joel 2, 28 and 29. But before you get to 28, because 28 says, it shall come to pass afterward. So if there's an afterward, there's got to be a beforeword. So you go back to the beforeword. Just a little toy, you get verse 21. Fear not, O land. That's what they sung tonight. Be glad and rejoice, for the Lord has done marvelous things. King James says, for the Lord will do great things. So we, we, we believe he's done marvelous things, but I want to take what the King James says there. It says he will do great things. It's, he's going to prophesy something that's, about, that's going to happen in the lives of his people. Got it? Okay, now let's watch and see what he's talking about here. Verse 22, do not be afraid, you beasts of the field, for the open pastures are springing up, and the tree bears its fruit, and the fig tree and the vine yield their strength. That word strength is kayil, which means riches. Be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the former rain faithfully, faithfully. And he will cause the rain to come down for you, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month or together. You got it? Now, I want to just pause here for a second because when you read, uh, it says here, for he has given you the former rain faithfully. In the, in the margin, it says, uh, or teacher of righteousness. So in other words, he has given you a teacher. I want you to see that you need a voice to, to walk in what God's talking about here. And the voices need hearers to walk in what God is talking about here. Every hearer needs voices. Every voice needs hearers. You got it? And he says here, now pick up verse 24, please. Verse 24, the threshing floors, glory to God, shall be full of wheat. Everybody say full. full. Say fullness. And the vats shall overflow. We heard that all last week. Shall overflow. Say overflow. With new wine and oil. So we're talking about you're about to move to, to a time of fullness and overflow. You got it? Verse 25, this is prosperity. This is a voice of prosperity here. He says, so I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the crawling locust, the consuming locust, and the chewing locust. This is restitution here. And the, my great army which I sent among you, you shall eat in plenty and be and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously. Are you seeing this here? Are you seeing where God's taking you? says, who has dealt wondrously with you, and my people shall never be put to shame in the grocery store no more. I remember how shamed I was. One time I had, had this car, and it, was, it had a note on it, and uh, uh, I didn't pay the note. <laughs> and I remember my car, you know what happens when you don't pay a note on a car, is they send these people in a truck. 
and uh, they, they, they take your car from you. And I remember going to church one day, this is back years ago, going to church, and people were asking me, where's your car? And I remember I'm, I'm sitting there, and I'm lying. I'm, I'm, I'm a preacher. This is my testimony. I'm just going to tell you the truth. And I'm lying because I'm shamed. I kept telling people, oh, it's in the shop. Now you can, you can, you can, you can, you can say whatever you want to. I, I repent it. I'm forgiven. I moved on. I'm just telling you what shame. Well, how long is it going to be in the shop? Well, it's still in the, it's still in the shop. Well, dog, what was wrong with it? Oh, there was a lot wrong with that car. <laughs> See, I know none of y'all have been through that, so I'm going to just tell you my testimony of what it is to go through that kind of shame. See, none of y'all have been, been where, where I've been in the store, walking to a store, and you, you slide your little debit card or credit card over across the aisle, across the counter back in the day. They don't do this today, but back in the day, if something was wrong, if that thing didn't have money on it, uh, it they, they would take it. I'm standing in the store one time, me and, and two of my preaching buddies. The man grabbed my card and cut it right in front of me. Oh, they used to do that. See, some of y'all don't know what shame. See, I can tell you a lot more stories about shame. But he said, my people should never be put to shame. In other words, they've been shamed. He's talking about when things turn around, restitution, you'll never be put to shame again. Verse 27 then, matter of fact, says, then you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. I am the Lord your God. And there is no other, my, he says it twice, my people, if God says it's twice, it's, it's apparent that his people must be enduring a whole lot of shame. Come on, come on, come on, shoot down. It's embarrassing. When you don't have and, you, and you're supposed to have. <laughs> Glory to God. Shame. I remember it used to be shame with my shoes. <laughs> Bobos. Some of y'all know about Bobos. You know, all our kids these days, they all got to have Jordan and stuff like that. But back in the day, my mom... My mom went to the grocery store to buy my shoes. See, now y'all going to Foot Locker and Champs and all that kind of stuff. My mom went to the grocery store buying my shoes. They had a string on them. You had to try them on like this. And that's if I had tennis shoes. Well, that's what we call them back in the day, tennis shoes. I know what they call them today. Because most of the time I was wearing my dress shoes, my church shoes. That was, those are my P.E. shoes, too. 
my people will never be put to shame. It's shameful when your lights get cut off. Everybody know you the, you, the, you the church person on the street. You the one all that. They see you going to church every Sunday morning. Ask me how I know. <laughs> it's a loud quiet. <laughs> see, and if you've never been there, then you can't relate to what I'm talking about. But if, you, if you've been there, then you want to hear this. Thank you, Lord. So, you know, this whole part that I just read, I never heard that in Koji. I, I never heard that. Did you ever hear that? I heard about pouring out the spirit on all flesh, but I never heard about pouring out on my finances. Come on now. I, I always heard about prophesying and speaking in tongues. I never heard about your money overflowing. I always heard about spiritual overflow, but never knew about financial overflow. In fact, we were conditioned to, to think that all you needed was just spiritual overflow. You couldn't talk about no finances. Nobody had an expectation of God blessing you, prospering you, plenty, overflow, fullness. Talk about that. Glory to God. And yet, this is the voice of God. It's the heart of God. Now, go back to Deuteronomy 28. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I want you to know God is as concerned about your finances as he is about you speaking in tongues. Glory to God. Some folk learn they speak in tongues when they're at the grocery store, you know, because they, they hoping that they have enough by the time they get to the register. Oh, come by here, the Lord. Come by here. Stop by public, the Lord. Stop by here. Oh, Lord. Somebody needs your Lord. Stop by public right now, Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Get to the register, that thing rang up, and you got you got ten cent left over you. Ah, hallelujah! But you can buy nobody else groceries. But when you have overflow, when you have fullness, when you have plenty, 
You praying in tongues looking for somebody to bless. See? That's where God wants us. Not praying in tongues hoping we have down to the last quarter. We got to walk around with a little calculator. <laughs> uh, none of y'all know about that, do y'all know? Now, understand where, where you start. I understand that. I understand. I understand. As well as anybody in this room. Probably more than most of y'all, I understand. Better than most of y'all, I understand what that is. <laughs> Glory to God. I know how to be abased. But I know how to abound. I know how to suffer need. And I know how to enjoy plenty. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. All right, Deuteronomy 28. Notice it says here, the first thing God says, now it shall come to pass. That's, that's already a, a shouting moment right there. It shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. Ain't no maybe so about this. We used to have a lady back in our church, Mother Flowers, growing up. She, she testified and she always said, ain't no maybe so. Come to, ain't no maybe so. Glory to God. You remember Mother Flowers? <laughs> it shall come to pass. If. You diligently obey the voice. Okay. So everybody say the voice. So God is going to, you know this scripture, this chapter is going to go into all kind of blessings. But the blessing flow starts with a voice. So if you're looking to prosper, if you're looking to get out of debt, if you're looking to get out of poverty, if you're looking to get out of a lack, you need a voice. You can't do it without a voice. You Watch this. You can't do it by yourself. I found out I couldn't do it by myself. I needed a voice. He said, and if you will obey... The voice of the Lord your God. See the Lord your God. I'll deal with you in a minute. He said to observe carefully all his commandments which I command you. Also, this is a guy talking. This is Moses talking here. So the voice, he said, obey the voice of the Lord your God and do the, the things that I command you. So it's going to be God's voice, but he's going to speak that voice through some man or some woman of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Are y'all listening? Are you sure you're listening? Are you going to obey what God says? Well, you're coming out. You're coming out. <laughs> and it ain't going to be as long as you think. I'm telling you, it ain't going to be as long as you think. 
Glory to God. Because whenever God puts a voice in front of you, that voice is going to accelerate your destiny. That voice is going to accelerate your breakout. So he says, when you, when you obey that voice, he says, the thing which I command today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations or all people groups of the earth. You're going to be above everybody. Hallelujah. How many of y'all just feel that? You just feel like... Now, now you, you, got, you got to be okay with that. You got to, got to be okay with not being equal. No, that's, that's, some of everybody just want to be equal. Just don't want everybody to be equal. No, God ain't saying nothing about equal. He said, no, I'm going to set you high above. God does not believe in equality. He's an equal opportunity. I said he gives equal opportunity. But if you will step into the opportunity, you will be far from equal. You didn't hear what I said. If you step into the opportunity, you will be far from equal. He didn't just say you're going to be above. He said you're going to be high above. And he said you're going to be set. You ever heard, heard somebody say, hey, bro, hey, they, they set. They set. They set. He said, I'm going to set you high above. Set high above means you're going to go up there and stay there. That's going to be your permanent dwelling place. Not up and down, not sometimes up, sometimes down, sometimes on the levels of the ground. No, he's going to set you high and keep you there. Verse 2, please. Verse 2. Verse 2. All these blessings. Now, how did it start out? Obeying the voice, right? All these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you, what? Obey the voice of the Lord your God. All right. Now, God's voice, listen to me very carefully, God's voice always leads to prosperity. I want you to write that down. God's voice always leads to prosperity. That means anything you see that God says or anything you hear that God says is always to lead you to prosperity. God is a prosperity God. What'd I say? God is a prosperity God. That's right. God's not a poor God. He's not El Chipo. He's El Shaddai. He's El Shaddai. He's the all-sufficient God. He's the God who's more than enough. So everything God tends to do is towards prosperity. Anything God says will tend to prosperity. Uh, not just in your finances. In your health, yes. it'll be in your marriage, yes. it'll be in your spiritual life. Yes. But I'm talking about finances. Yes, Can y'all handle that? Yes, so anything God says is going to lead to prosperity. Jeremiah 29 and verse 11, uh, give me that in the NIV. Let's, let's pop it up in the NIV. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. Glory to God. Let's see about God and what God is thinking about Brenda Garrett. What you say now? For I know the plans I have for you, Brenda. Now you can stick your name in there, whatever name. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, come on, and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. So God said, I know the plans I have for you. I have plans for you. God says, I have plans for you. I need you to get with my plans. Stop working your plan. 
Your plan, matter of fact, ain't working. Y'all didn't like, didn't like it on that side. Your plan ain't working. A few years ago, my wife and I realized our plan wasn't working. We had plans with our smart self. We're smart, intelligent. We can figure this out. And we were doing everything that we knew to do and everything that, that the secular world told us to do. This is what you got to do. If you want to have money, you want to have wealth, you got to do, 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 do. We were doing that, setting all that stuff up. And we just, man, we got worse and worse and deeper and deeper in the hole. Till we discovered that, wait a minute. And now this scripture, I had, I had heard this scripture uh, back in Church of God of Christ. But I never heard this version. We, you know, we, we didn't use the NIV. We used the KJV exclusively. Now, they might use it now. I'm not, I'm not picking on them. I'm saying back, back in my day. I didn't know anything about no Amplified and no Living Bible. and I didn't know nothing about none of that stuff. That was the devil. You turn some other scripture, use anything besides the KJV. But I saw the translation that said it's, it's plans to prosper you. Oh, so you have plans. Well, let me, let me shelf my plans. Matter of fact, I ain't going to shovel them a trash my plans. Because they ain't worked in 17 years. So let me get rid of my plans, and I'm going to go with your plans, because your plans ought to prosper me. Not to harm me. To give me hope in the future. Get Isaiah 48, verse 17. Isaiah 48, verse 17. So God has plans, but his plans must have a voice. Isaiah 48, verse 17. Glory to God. Notice what it says here. Thus says the Lord your Redeemer. What is a Redeemer? A Redeemer is somebody who buys you back, buys you out of something. They, they pay off your stuff. Y'all just missed that. Remember Ruth? Remember Ruth? Ruth was uh, broke. She was walking with her mother-in-law, Naomi. And she got out there, and they're in a, now a, a, a place, and they don't have anything. And she goes out there. She's, she's, there she's, she suffices just to let me go pick some cotton, whatever they were picking in the field. You know what I'm saying? I don't mean to offend nobody. They, they're picking something out in the field, right? And, um, and then they're picking this field, and the Bible says it happened to be in the field of a man named Boaz. Boaz turns out to be related to her. Boaz is a wealthy man. Just, just about, it just so happens. Just, just so happens. You know it is, this is the plan of God, right? Plans... So God set her up that she happened upon the field of Boaz. God will set you up that you happen on the field of somebody that's going to bless you. That you happen to be in the right place at the right time, at the right moment, with the right person, with the right connection, hearing the right voice. Long story short, you know the story that, that she ended up uh, getting some advice from uh, mother-in-law on how to, you know, talk to the boy. And uh, ends up, he ends up marrying her. The Bible calls her, her, him her kinsman redeemer. 
Redeemer, he bought her out of that poverty. Thus says the Lord. <laughs> Y'all ain't getting it. Y'all want to stop till Sunday? Thus says the Lord. He got you in the right field. In the right place. At the right time. To hear the right voice. And he says, I'm your redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord your God who teaches you to profit. He's got plans to prosper you, not to harm you. He's going to teach you how to profit. How is he going to teach you? Through his voice. You're going to hear his voice by the Holy Spirit. Then he's going to have him speaking through a man or woman of God. Who leads you by the way you should go. So the voice is going to lead you by the way you should go. Look, look at verse 18. Give me verse 18 if you can, please. Oh, that you had heeded my commandments. So in other words, if you heed the commandments, if you hear the voice, then he says, then your peace would have been. This is, remember, he said, had you done this. But we're going to do this, right? Right? We're not, we're not going to waste each other's time, are we? Okay, we're going to heed the commandments. He says, so this is what we can expect. Our peace, our shalom, to be like a river. <laughs> a river is a constant flowing body of water that's constantly being fed from other sources and constantly feeding other places. That's why everything in a river lives. Things don't, don't die and go stale on a river because it's always moving. It's constantly being fed and constantly feeding. Your prosperity is going to constantly be fed by God because you're already in your mind know that you're going to constantly be feeding other people. My prosperity will be like a river and my righteousness, I'm going to still be righteous. Rich and righteous. Like the waves of the sea. Now we could go into that even a little deeper and not talk about just our righteousness in terms of our state, our condition, but our righteous actions will be like the waves of the sea. Waves of the sea, they just keep coming. So we're going to have constant righteous actions. People are going to see your, see, people can't see your heart. They, they can't see, oh, you're see from the inside, you got a good heart. How do, people, how do people know you have a good heart? By your righteous actions. So when your prosperity flows like a river, your righteous actions will be like waves of the sea. You're going to be doing so much good all the time. Philanthropy. I heard you preaching about that Sunday. Philanthropy. Glory to God. This is what's going to happen. But you got to heed his commandments or his voice. You got it? All right, now. Okay, let's keep going here. I, I'm trying to get as far as I can here. All right. Romans 10. This is why I have to preach this. I'm going to show you why I have to preach this. I get a lot of uh, clap back 
Y'all know what clapback is? <laughs> you, the kids, they know what clapback is. Because I preach uh, prosperity. I'm not in the circle anymore. Understand? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not invited everybody's church anymore. I'm not, in, I'm not part of all the groups anymore. I'm not, you know, I'm not, you know, uh, <laughs> Because people, uh, some, for some reason, preachers, preachers, some, for some reason, reject prosperity. And yet, they're the ones needing it. Looking to the people to take care of them. And then the preachers end up prospering in a, in, uh, to the degree that, that, they, that they know by works but never teach the people how to prosper. So the preachers look good and the people suffer. That's not how God means it to be. Glory to God. God, God means for your preacher, your prophet, to lead you somewhere. Glory to God. Glory to God. And that's what God's doing. Glory to God. <laughs> well, we're going somewhere. My spiritual dad and mom are going into multimillionaire status. <laughs> so guess what? <laughs> See, and before we even found out about that, because we didn't know that till they were here uh, this past uh, April, we didn't know that. But my wife and I had already covenanted to go into millionaire status. And had already begun sowing our seed for that level. <laughs> Praise God. So whatever I or we teach you is because that's what we're doing. Because we don't want to we don't want to go somewhere and leave you behind. No child left behind. No, we all going up. Um, okay, all right, most of us are going up. Okay? All right. Glory to God. No, we're all going up. We're all going somewhere. It's going to be fabulous. Fabulous. <laughs> Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. My God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Are you in Romans 10? Because you can never go beyond, you can never prosper beyond the voice of the revelation that you hear. You can never prosper beyond the revelation that you hear. This is important here. Romans 10, verse 12. For there is no distinction. Equal opportunity, but not equality. <laughs> Between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord... Over all is rich. Was what does he mean by rich? Come on now, rich is rich. It's abundant, lavishing, freely willing to give to all who call upon him. So nobody can claim God is not fair. He didn't give me opportunity. Yes, he gives everybody equal opportunity. 
Proverbs 22, I think it's verse 2. Give me Proverbs 22, verse 2. Don't don't y'all turn. Let them turn on, on the screen. Proverbs 22, verse 2. The rich and poor have this in common. The Lord is maker of them all. What does it say again? The rich and poor have this. This is, this is what they have in common. This. The Lord is the maker of them all. Well, see? I mean, the Lord made some rich and the some the Lord made poor. Nope. He's saying this is where the commonality starts and ends. Everybody was made by God, not made to be rich, not made to be poor, just made. And because he made everybody, he gives everyone equal opportunity. Now, depending on what you and I do with that opportunity determines whether we fall into the rich or fall into the poor. Give me verse 7 on this. Verse 7, same chapter. Verse 7. Glory to God. Uh, Verse 7. They just got to find it, I know. Glory to God. The rich rules over the poor. Remember, that's what we had our, our commonality. The rich and the poor have this in common. But then it says, what happens if you go into the rich side, you're going to be a ruler. So you, listen to this, this is this, this worth, worth recording in your memory bank. You cannot be poor and rule. Oh, y'all didn't like that. We reign and rule with Christ, not when you poor. You, y'all still don't like that on this side. I'm about to go to the, to the praise team. You cannot be poor and rule. We rule in the earth. Nope. The rich rule over the poor. God does not want his people poor. He wants his people rich so we can Rule in the earth. We're supposed to be part of the ruling class. God class, I King Kirk. Okay? Now go back, go back. Where where, will we leave off? I mean to get over there. Romans 10, verse 12. The same Lord over all is rich to all call upon him. Verse 13. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be what? Saved. But that word saved is sozo, which means prospered. If you call on him, you shall be prosperous. He's not talking about you getting born again. We've made this a, just a born-again scripture, but it sozo goes way beyond getting born again. It says shall be sozo. Sozo is all about its prosperity in every way. It's your healing, it's your finances, it's your mind being made right. It's total, total, uh, re- total restoration here. So you shall be sozo prosper here. All right? Verse 14. Now here's the key. How then. Now, remember, how you going to be prospered? By calling on him. How you going to have access to his riches? By calling on him. Verse 14. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not what? Believe. believe. And how shall they believe in him in whom, of whom they have not heard? So you can't call without believing, and you can't believe without hearing. And how shall they hear without a preacher or prophetic voice. So a voice is required. I'm talking about the voice of prosperity. The voice of prosperity or a voice is required for you to believe and a voice is required for you to hear. 
You can't do any of this without a voice. Verse 15. I'm going to keep going here and watch. And how shall they preach unless they are sent? So God's going to send you a voice. All voices aren't sent by God. Okay? You got to know how to recognize a voice that's sent by God. Grab a hold of what I'm about to tell you. You got to know how to recognize a voice sent by God. All right. <laughs> and how shall they preach unless they are sent as it is written? This is how you're going to know they're sent by God. This is how you're going to know they're sent by God. This is how you're going to know. Listen, this is how you're going to know they're sent by God. How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace. So if they're not preaching the gospel of peace, they're not sent by God. Talking about the voice of God. I just showed you God's voice always leads to prosperity. I'm not just talking about money now, but I'm, but I'm talking about money. <laughs> Stop faking like money ain't an issue. <laughs> okay? So, how you gonna recognize if they're sent? How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace? who bring glad tidings of good things. Those are the ones that he sends. Whenever God sends a, a, a voice, they're going to preach the gospel of peace. All right. Now, can I show you something here? This word gospel is Strong's G2097. Euangelizo. Euangelizo. That's how you pronounce it. Euangelizo. Which means... Listen to this, to bring good news to announce glad tidings. It comes from two words here, you, G2095, you, which means, what does it mean? Y'all read it? To be well off, farewell, prosper. So this is the first part of what that word gospel means. To be well off. Y'all know what it means to be well off? You know somebody, you know... Maybe y'all don't know. You know what it means when somebody's well off? When some, you say somebody's well off, they don't have any financial woes, worries, or cares whatsoever. They're well off. They ain't think about how much the light bill going up. They ain't think about how much the, the power bill, the, uh, the, the water bill. They ain't think about how much bread went up. They're not thinking about how much gas went up. They're not thinking about, it. Not thinking about how much clothes cost today. They're not thinking about if their if they kids grow out of, of a size of shoe every two months. They're not thinking about that. They're well off. Well off, farewell, and prosper. So you, and then G32 is a second part of that word, angelos. I know it looks like agalos, but it's pronounced angelos, which means a messenger, envoy, that's a group, one, or, or a person that's sent, an ambassador, one who is sent, an angel, or a messenger from God. 
You got it. So he says, if I send them, they are a prosperity, they are prosperity preachers. Oh, that helped me out. Because if you go and tell somebody, oh, so-and-so is a prosperity preacher, they all, ooh. They talk dog, I mean, they dog them out and talk all kind of negative stuff. But they are charlatan and they are pulpit pimp and they all this kind of stuff, taking folk money, all that kind of stuff they say. They don't know nothing. You can't be God, listen to me very carefully, hear me, hear me, hear me. You cannot be a God-sent preacher and you're not preaching prosperity. I don't care how, I don't care if you went to school four years, eight years, 12 years and got a doctorate, double doctorate in seminary, theology, pastoral, whatever foolishness. If you're not preaching prosperity, you are not sent by God. It says a messenger. So God sends prosperity messengers, envoys, these ambassadors. One who is sent. Look, notice what it says, an angel. So God has prosperity angels. Oh, y'all didn't say nothing to me. God has prosperity angels. I remember hearing Dr. Leroy Thompson talk about one time, God showed him, he saw in the, in the natural a prosperity angel. He was in the spirit, but he saw it with his eyes. He spiritualized. He was in a service, and he said it was in Muncie, Indiana, preaching at one of his son's church. And uh, he looked over and saw a man in a brown, in a brown suit, Deacon Gersh. He says a brown suit, like custom tail, like he said, like he never. He said he got mad at his own tailor when he saw that man in that suit. He said he never seen a suit like that. And he said, but he knew this wasn't a regular man. He said, he's, this is why he ended up preaching. He said, God, who is that? And God said, that's your prosperity angel sent here to confirm your message. And then the man was gone just like that. See, God has prosperity angels that are working on your behalf. You know, your Bible says, pray the Lord of the harvest, that he sends labors into the harvest. Well, didn't Jesus come along and say that the, that the angels, they are the reapers? So God has prosperity angels assigned to work and labor on your behalf. So as your preacher, uh, I am commanded. Now, I'm not saying a person can't preach about end times. A person can't preach about, about um, <coughs> I'm trying to think about something. Sin, but see, even if I preach sin, I gotta preach from the, from the perspective of he that covers his sins will not prosper. That the reason God wants you out of sin is because that sin impedes the flow of your prosperity. Glory to God. So you have, to, you have to make sure you're hearing this prosperity. You got it? Write this down. Write this down. 
Never listen to voices that don't challenge you beyond your current condition. Never listen to voices that don't challenge you beyond your current condition. I'm, I'm almost out of time, so I got to give you that before I leave. Never listen to voices that don't challenge you beyond your current condition. Because any prosperity preacher, true prosperity preacher, is going to challenge you beyond where you are. Y'all got that? Okay, now let me go back to verse 15 here. And how shall they preach unless they are sent, as it is written, how beautiful the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. Watch, now watch verse 16. Watch this. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. Here's the problem. They came preaching it, but they have not all obeyed. That, that word obey literally means listened. You look it up in the Greek, it literally means they just hadn't listened. He says, now y'all going to recognize this. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? How many of y'all recognize that line right there? Coming from Isaiah 53, right? Verse 1. But and if you look at Isaiah 53, verse 1, it says, who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Meaning, that the one who believes the report is the one God reveals his arm to. So if you don't believe God's report, well, where's the report coming from? That prosperity preacher. <laughs> that voice of prosperity. But if you don't believe it, then God can't reveal his arm to you. God can't manifest his goodness to you because you don't believe it. You're not listening to it. And the issue with too many people in the body of Christ is that they're hearing other voices and despising the voice of prosperity. Amen, amen, amen. Isaiah 53 verse 1 in the, in the Living Bible says it this way. But oh, how few who believe it, who will listen, to whom will God reveal his saving power? Oh, how few believe it, who will listen? To whom will God reveal his saving power? That's the issue. I'm not the, the first or only prosperity preacher. <laughs> Glory to God. Been many before me, there'll be many after me. The problem with the body of Christ is we've not been listening. Yeah, yeah, yep, 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 yep. Verse 16 again says, but they have not all obeyed the what? The now, we just saw the word gospel in verse 15, right? But that word gospel was different. This word gospel in verse 16 is the Greek word euangelion, euangelion rather, euangelion, which means a reward for good tidings. We learned that last week in Frankfurt. It's the reward of the good news. So they have not all believed the reward of the good news. You mean to tell me if I serve God, I can be rich? Yes, I don't believe that. There's a reward of the good news. You mean to tell me, tell me if, I can, if I serve God, I can be healed and live without pain and suffering in my life? Yes, I don't believe that. Everybody got to go through pain. Everybody got to go through some trouble. Everybody got to go through that. No, I'm preaching. You ain't got to go through that. But I, got, I believe I got to go through that. That's why you're going through that. Glory to God. All right. 
Okay, let, let me, let me, let's, let's swerve over this way here. Go to Galatians, please. No, 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 stay, go, stay right there. Don't, don't move yet. Verse 17, let me finish that. Let me at least finish verse 17. So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the word of God. So you got to hear something for faith to rise. And hearing is going to come by the word of God, by the voice of God. Got it? Okay, now go to Galatians 3, please. Galatians 3. And let's, uh, let's get ready to wrap this up right here. So any preacher sent by God is preaching good news. Not preaching social justice. That's all good. I got to preach that God will deliver. God will raise the people up. Okay? I can preach healing. Healing is part of prosperity. <laughs> I can preach restoration of, of marriages and families and homes. That's part of prosperity. It's not only about money, but doggone make sure it includes some money because most folk... Most folk, most folk, most folk. They're stressed out and got sickness and disease because they worry about their money. <laughs> right? Now, I didn't say everybody. I'm not talking about everybody. I'm saying most. Because it's according to natural stats. 75% of all sickness and disease is from, caused by, or accelerated by stress. And most people's uh, direct source or reason for stress is finances. While people get drunk, it's finances. Huh? No, that ain't right. The Bible says, give a man wine to forget his poverty. <laughs> That's always the only reason he said, look, look, just... Try to forget it, forget the fact about the fact he's so broke. And guess what? The more wine he drink, the more broke he gets. <laughs> right? Because the Bible says he that loves wine and pleasure will be poor. So the poor man gets drunk to forget he's poor, and the more he gets drunk, the poorer he gets. Right? All right, Galatians 3. Let's, let's, let's try to close it out here. Verse 1. Oh, foolish Galatians. Oh, foolish Christians. Who has bewitched you that you should not obey the what? Before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified. This only I want to learn from you. Now watch this. Y'all stick, stick right here. Did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by the what? Hearing, hearing of faith. What's the answer? Hearing it's the hearing of faith. So you did receive the spirit. You didn't get born again. You didn't get filled with the spirit of God by a work. You did. 
by works of the law, by keeping the law. You got filled with the Spirit, or you received the Spirit by the hearing of faith, which means you heard a voice, you believed it, and you received. That's how you got saved. Right? So, so I didn't, uh, we don't send you to a class to learn uh, the three steps to getting to, to salvation. Ain't no three steps to salvation, just one step. You just hear the message and believe it. Just receive it. Well, I got to confess. Well, that's great, except if, you, if you're mute. Huh? If a person's mute, how they confess? Mm. I just messed up somebody's religion right there. Huh? I'm talking about just believing. Just believing. Some of y'all having trouble. Let me help you out. <laughs> we know that when you and I can do all these steps to get, I repent, I believe, I confess, and I get baptized. I do all this stuff. Give my right hand to the preacher. I do all these different things. But none of that is a requirement for salvation. Gloria Copeland tells a, tells a testimony all the time, how she got saved. Lord, take my life and do something with it. She saved. Well, that wasn't right. What the, how you going to tell a lady she ain't saved? She believed and she received. Why? Because it's by the hearing of faith. I heard something and I believed it. That's how you get started. You hear something you believe in. It's the hearing of faith. Now, guess what? You and I can be, or you have a crowd of people sitting in the same room, and all, everybody hears audibly the same message, the same report. But if one person has a hearing of faith and nobody else does, only one person is going to get saved. In other words, this hearing is uh, their faith grabs something. They heard it, and they took it, they pulled it into their heart. That's the hearing of faith. Now, watch this. I'll go, I'll go more into that on Sunday, okay? He says, now, verse 3, are you so foolish? Having begun in the spirit, are you now being made perfect by the flesh? Are you going to get your healing now by the flesh? You're going to now get your financial prosperity by the flesh? You're going to get out of debt now by the flesh? <laughs> I know all about trying to work your own plan, trying to get out of debt. But that ain't how I got saved working a plan. Nothing wrong with a plan, but that's, the plan ain't going to bring you out. It's the hearing of faith that's going to bring you out. Because when you have the hearing of faith, God will send a voice to you that will give you an instruction. And when you follow that instruction, or you, or you yield to that challenge, many times it'll come as a challenge. Do this. And then God can now supernaturally do for you what you couldn't do in all your years of planning. The same way he supernaturally saves you and gets you off drugs when 12 uh, treatment programs couldn't get you off. Because it's a supernatural transaction that happens. Okay, so having begun in the spirit, are you now being made perfect in the flesh? Perfect by the flesh? No, that can't happen. 
So stop trying. Have you suffered so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? Verse 5, verse 5. Therefore, he who supplies the Spirit to you and does what else? Does God work miracles among you? Now, do you think he's only limiting this to healing miracles? He didn't say that. He didn't say works healing miracles. He said just said works miracles among you. You have recorded in the scripture, Jesus Christ did more financial miracles than anything else that are recorded. So what was most prominent on his mind was finances. Luke 4.18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because. Put it on the screen. Luke 14. We'll wrap up. We'll wrap up here. Don't y'all worry. I'll get you to your, to your greens and yams. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel. He sent me as a, that's that, that first one, a prosperity preacher to the poor. Okay, so why is the spirit on him? So he can preach the gospel to the poor. That's why the spirit is on him, to preach the gospel. He's anointing him to preach the gospel, to preach prosperity. Then if, you, if, 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 the, if the translators got the punctuation right, it's a new idea. He has sent me. Okay, so the anointing is on him to preach. But in addition to that, I've been sent. So the, the primary role of the anointing is to get people out of poverty. Boy, y'all better grab a hold of that. That's the primary reason for the anointing on Jesus Christ is to get people out of, out of poverty. Once he does that, he says, okay, and he sent now, he says, he has sent me. Notice he didn't say, I'm just, I'm just looking at verbiage here. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor and to heal the brokenhearted. No. He didn't say and. He said he has sent me to, to preach, uh, anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. New phrase. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Continuation of this phrase with a comma to proclaim liberty to the captives. Continuation and recover of sight to the blind. Continuation to set the liberty of those who are oppressed. But a separate phrase by itself. Come on, intellectuals. A separate phrase by itself is. Why? Because the primary issue in most folks' lives is being poor. So when it says, he who supplies the spirit to you and works miracles among you, don't leave out financial miracles. No, he says, go back to this, 3.5 of Galatians. Does he do it by the works of the law or once again by the hearing of faith? It's the hearing of faith. So when God sends you a voice, he's looking for you to have the hearing of faith. 
if you have the, have the hearing of faith, then what he speaks to you is, is given now room to manifest and operate in your life. That's how he's going to supply the spirit to you. That's how he's going to work the miracle in your life is by the hearing of faith. Here's gonna be, this is what's going to be the challenge these next uh, few days and coming weeks is for you to stop your plan. It's going to be for you to uh, take your plan in your, your little nice little book, close it up, and put it away. Because it ain't going to work. It ain't been working all this time. <laughs> well, I made some, some, some headway. Great, 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 great. That's good. But I'm talking about when the anointing comes on it. When a miracle happens in your finances, it's acceleration that you could not make happen on your own. What you could make happen in a thousand years, God will make happen in, a, in one day. But you got to have a voice of prosperity. And you got to be intent on hearing that voice. Um... So my challenge to you is, is, to, is to make sure you pay attention over these next few weeks. Listen very carefully. I'll, I'll get in this Sunday, but Jesus said in one place in the book of Mark, he said, take heed what you hear. Mark 4. Luke 8, he said, take heed how you hear. So your hearing is critical to what will happen in your life. The reason a lot of folk, they, this ain't you. A lot of folks skip church is because they don't honor the voice that's in front of them. That's bold, ain't it? But it's right. They, don't, they just don't honor the voice in front of them. They don't, they don't know that God's put a voice of prosperity in front of them. With every answer you need. Whether it's mine or whoever God puts up here. This man preached prosperity on Sunday. But that's all he knows how to preach. That's all he can preach. He can't preach poverty. He can't preach sickness and disease and just try to get by if he, if he can anyway, you, you know, whatever. I, glory to God. Well, he still got debt. You still have debt? He still got debt. How are you going to preach about debt freedom? Moses preached Canaan and he hadn't made it yet. Moses preached where he was going. That's right. For years I was preaching debt freedom and I was stuck in debt. But I was preaching where we were going. And now that I've arrived, I'll preach and tell you, hey, come on. Come on, walk this way. Walk this way, come on. Walk this way right here. 
See? So, you know, prophetic voice. A prophet is without honor except in his own country and among his own, his own people. So many times people, because you, you're familiar with the, the prophetic voice in front of you, that familiarity breeds contempt. Now, I, I love my spiritual dad. But there are things he'll, he can say that I've already said to you 35 times. Now, I, I'm aware that there's a different level of anointing on it. I understand that. I'm not, I'm taking, there's, there's a different level of anointing, on the apostolic anointing on what he says, and there's a different, uh, his experience and his revelation gives a different level of anointing. I understand that. But you shouldn't be shocked. Like, I ain't never heard that before. You, what you mean you ain't heard it before? You got it? So, so don't despise what God puts right in front of you. Because if you follow this voice, stand to your feet. Get Hosea 12, 13 on the screen, please. Hosea 12, 13. Hosea 12, 13. Praise the Lord. By a prophet. By a prophetic voice, the Lord is going to bring you out of Egypt, out of that world system, out of that debt, out of that lack, out of that poverty, out of that bondage, out of that sickness, out of that disease, out of all that struggle, out of all that drama, out of all that world system junk. You're going to come out of all that, and by a prophet, you'll be preserved. I'll guarantee it. I guarantee it. That's what the Lord's done to me. Use my prophet. I receive. To, to do that same thing for me, my family, many of us, all of us. We've been, we've been tracking it, man. And God's going to just continue to do that for us. Amen. Y'all receive that tonight? Glory to God. Hallelujah. All right, we're going to go a little further on this Sunday here. Hallelujah. Now, y'all come, I expect when y'all come Sunday, y'all already have the ears to hear. So when everybody else shows up, you know all the rest of them show up on Sunday, we are in the solid. All right? Praise God. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much tonight for the word for the voice, you said if we will diligently obey your voice, you said all these blessings will come upon us and overtake us. You said you will set us high above all nations of the earth. Thank you, Father, for the plans you have for us, plans to prosper us, plans to give us a hope and a future. Thank you for what you have already set us, set us up for in our lives. Thank you for the prosperity of voices that you placed in front of us. We hear those voices that are teaching us, leading us, guiding us. And we will give heed, we will follow, we will obey. And your arm, your power will be revealed to us. Now I pray that God, each and every one of us, will be, be sure to take heed what we hear, be sure to take heed how we hear, that we'll listen attentively with the intent to obey. 
with the intent to follow exactly what we hear. And God, I fully expect your people to experience supernatural blessings, financial miracles in their lives, oh God, that every person in this room will be able to claim, Lord, this year that they are coming and have come out of all their debt, out of all their lack, out of all their bondage, God. I don't care, Lord, if it's a brand new mortgage. I don't care if it's a brand new car, no. I don't care if it's a brand new student loan. I don't care what it is, God. You can do something, Lord, in 24 hours, Lord, in three days, in seven days, and Lord, in the rest of this year. God, I counted. There are exactly 153 days left in this year. And God, that was the number of one of the miracles you did in John 21. 153 large fish. A fin- That's how you closed out your time on earth with a supernatural financial miracle of 153 large fish. So God, close out this year with supernatural financial miracles in the lives of your people. May it be unto us according to your word. I declare it so. I decree it so. I loose financial miracles in this house every day of our lives. So be it in Jesus' mighty name. A miracle every day. A big fish every day. A great fish every day for the rest of this year. Mark every day, y'all. Mark every day. From August 1st to December 31st, mark every day. Expect every day a great fish. Expect something big. The last day miracle of Jesus, you know when he first started, they caught that the great number of fish. The boats were sinking. The nets break. They lost some. But the 153 in the end, they didn't lose any of it. Expect every day this year to increase and never lose anything. Hmm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We lose prosperity angels in the name of Jesus to bring forth a harvest every day for the rest of this year into our lives. Supernatural financial breakthroughs and increase in miracles in our lives every day. Hallelujah. That will bust into 2020, the year of vision manifestation. Rich and abundantly supply. In the name of Jesus. Now as we leave tonight from this place, go with us and be with us. Thank you that we find our families and our homes, everything in order, nothing amiss. Keep us throughout this weekend. Bring us back this, this Sunday, Lord, ready to glorify, magnify your name. We call in souls from the north and the south and the east and the west. We call in all those who are bound, all those who are trapped, all those who are addicted, all those who are struggling, all those who are suffering. We call them all over this region into this house that they may come and hear the word and be healed. Hear the word and be delivered. Hear the word and be set free. In the name of Jesus, we call forth a mighty outpouring. In this place, let it happen. Let it happen like never before. We thank you, Father. We glorify you, we honor you, and we magnify you. 
We ask all these blessings. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you. We love you. Go and enjoy the blessing and the goodness of the Lord in your lives.